Episode 19, The Gift of Mom Guilt. This is the Expat Mom Podcast, a podcast for expat moms around the world who want to feel better and improve their emotional health as they navigate the unique challenges of living and mothering abroad. I'm your host, Jenny Linton. I'm a certified life coach, a mom to four daughters, and married to a U.S. diplomat. I've lived in six countries on four continents. I know what it's like to feel stuck emotionally, and I know how to get unstuck. I'm excited to share with you some tools to help you feel less discouraged, improve your relationships, and increase your confidence. Hi, expat moms. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're enjoying the holiday season, even if your holidays look a little different than you're used to this year. COVID-19 is altering a lot of our holiday norm. And in addition, as expats, it's fun to see how the holidays are celebrated around the world. In Mexico, they had a Posada, which is a procession from house to house in the days leading up to Christmas. It represents Joseph going from inn to inn. In Hawaii, Santa wears a swimsuit on the bottom and arrives in a canoe. And one of my Chinese neighbors keeps Christmas decorations up year-round. I'm sure our attempt at decorating for Chinese New Year probably seems to them how some of the attempts at Christmas decor in China seem a little bit off to us. All of this adds to the magic of the season for me. I love the novelty of seeing the holiday spirit translated into different cultures. Today our topic is mom guilt. If you're like most moms, you have mom guilt sometimes. Mom guilt is that feeling that you should be doing more and that maybe you aren't being a good mom because fill in the blank. I was at a baby shower once and we played mom bingo. Each of the squares had something that resonated with you as a mom. One of the squares had mom guilt written on it. It might as well have been the freebie square because every mom marked it. The holidays are a season ripe with mom guilt. We might feel guilt about spending too much, indulging in too much rich food, being so busy, worrying about interaction with family and friends. And this year we have the added guilt about COVID, possibly traveling and infecting others with COVID or feeling guilty about not traveling and spending time with loved ones. Let me tell you about one of my recent bouts with mom guilt. A while ago, I got my coat on to go to the gym. My little five-year-old came running over to me saying, Mommy, I don't want you to go. I immediately felt this pang of guilt. I thought, I feel so bad when she says that. Maybe I should stay. Am I selfish for going to the gym? But I also knew I really needed to exercise, and I'd probably regret not going. I know when I work out, I feel better, and it's important for my physical and emotional health. I found myself momentarily stuck in mom guilt. I felt a little guilty going, but I also felt guilty staying. It was like this guilt fest no matter what I chose. Clearly, this guilt complex I created was not helping me. Guilt is an important emotion and one that we need. However, a lot of moms misconstrue guilt in a way that weighs them down and erodes their confidence. Today, we're going to talk about mom guilt and how to think about it differently. We'll also talk about how mom guilt can be a gift, something that's helpful instead of discouraging. Before we jump into the podcast, I want to let you know that I offer a free class on how to feel better as an expat. You can get it by clicking the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at theexpatmom.com. The holidays are often a time that we can all use a little boost in feeling better. In this class, I share three tools that can help you feel better immediately as an expat. Whether you're doing fine, but you want to feel amazing, or whether you're feeling overwhelmed and discouraged and you want to feel more peace and contentment, this course is for you. 
It also comes with a one-page worksheet that can help you apply what you learn right away. Okay, so let's jump into our topic. Guilt used to be a frequent emotion for me. No matter what I did, I felt guilty. If I spent time playing with my kids, I felt guilty I wasn't doing the laundry. When I did the laundry, I felt guilty I wasn't playing with my kids. Even making dinner for a neighbor made me feel guilty because I was putting my kids off in order to do it. However, when I prioritized my family, I felt guilty I wasn't helping others. I had this long list of things I should be doing, and they all seemed to conflict. There never seemed to be enough time for all of it, and it was easy to feel like I was failing. Of course, I knew I did lots of things well. I knew I loved my kids, and I prioritized them. But I often used this feeling of guilt to spiral myself down into the rabbit hole of feeling like I was a bad mom. I felt like I was a bad housekeeper. I felt like I was a bad neighbor. All because I felt guilty that I couldn't do it all. It came from a good place. I wanted to be a good person. But ironically, all of this guilt was not helping me. Instead, I felt more discouraged and I became less and less of the person I really wanted to be. Guilt became a weapon instead of something that could help me. I see this in so many of my clients. Mom guilt has become an epidemic. So let's talk a little bit about guilt. Guilt is an emotion. The brain offers us emotions for a reason. It's trying to send a message. The brain's job is to keep us alive. So anything that feels like a threat, it's going to want to warn us about by sending some sort of negative emotion. Anything that's helping us survive, it will send us an emotion to reward us and give us feedback. The problem is that sometimes the brain notices certain things as a threat that actually aren't a threat to our survival. We often think of guilt as an emotion that lets us know we did something wrong. It's a heavy emotion and it's uncomfortable. And it's supposed to feel this way because its purpose is to help us recognize we've done something wrong. Guilt needs to be strong enough to stop us in our current behavior and cause us to think and change. Guilt is meant to propel us to action. Let's take the classic example of shoplifting. If we shoplift and we feel guilt, that guilt feels uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable enough that it might compel us to return the item to the shop so that we can feel better. In this case, guilt is a protective mechanism. It compels us to change our behavior and it helps us become better. However, sometimes as moms, we have a different experience with guilt. We sometimes feel guilt when we're simply inadequate. We haven't actually done anything wrong per se, but we just don't have the resources or the know-how or the energy to meet all the demands and expectations that we have of ourselves and that others have of us. Sometimes we mistakenly interpret this inability to not be able to do it all or to not be able to do it all perfectly to mean that we've done something wrong. Instead of just noticing that we fell short of our expectations, we make it mean that we did something wrong. Because we label it doing something wrong, we feel guilt. Often, this mom guilt is actually feelings of inadequacy. We believe that we should be able to do more. And when we can't do it, we feel inadequate. Because we feel inadequate and feel like we should be doing more over and over and over, it's easy to not just think we did something wrong, but begin to translate it that something's wrong with us. We extrapolate this guilt that we feel to meaning that we're a bad mom, maybe a bad wife or a bad person, bad employee. Ironically, most of the time, we're actually doing better than we think we are. 
We feel inadequate not because we're doing something wrong, but simply because we're comparing ourselves to some superhuman that it is unrealistic to actually be. This is the kind of guilt that I'm referring to as mom guilt. In this case, guilt is not useful. Mom guilt does not help us become better. It actually weighs us down. Ironically, it makes it harder to be the mom and the wife and the employee that we want to be. Today, I want to teach you how to recognize the difference between useful guilt and mom guilt. I also want to help you learn how to use the feeling of guilt in a way that's useful and not destructive towards yourself and others, especially at this time of year. The very first place we need to start in getting clarity is the definition of guilt. Rather than thinking about guilt as an indication that I've done something wrong, over the years I've changed my definition. Now I think of guilt simply as information. It's like the yellow light on a stoplight. It's a warning and it's important to think about if you should stop or keep going depending on where you're at and how far you are into the intersection. Likewise, guilt helps me know that I need to slow down and examine what I'm choosing before I act. I was able to form this definition after listening to Brene Brown. She's a shame and vulnerability researcher. She explains that guilt is simply information that alerts us that we value two things that are in conflict. Guilt doesn't necessarily mean that we've done anything wrong. It may just mean that there are two things that are important to us that compete for our time or energy or money. This was the case with my experience deciding whether to exercise or not on Saturday morning. It wasn't that exercising or staying with my kids were right or wrong choices. They were just simply two things that competed for my attention. I couldn't do both at the same time. My inadequacy of being able to do both was what caused me the guilt. Changing the definition of guilt to two things that we value that are in conflict can help us see guilt for what it really is. It's just information. It's like the yellow light on a stoplight. It simply warns us to slow down Guilt can remind us to identify the two things that are in conflict so that we make sure we make a deliberate choice, not just what feels good in the moment. Thinking about guilt this way can help us remove some of the mind drama around the situation enough to actually use guilt in a helpful way. And even if we have done something wrong, this definition still applies. Sometimes we value two things. If we go back to our example of shoplifting, we might value getting something for free and we might value honesty. That's why we feel guilt. These two values conflict. When we articulate the two values, it makes it easier to prioritize what we value most rather than just what feels good in the moment. Now that we've gotten more clear on the definition of guilt, why we have it, and how to discern if it's really something you've done wrong or if you're just feeling inadequate, I wanna share with you three steps that can help us use guilt in a helpful way. I'll primarily give examples about mom guilt in this episode, but regardless of which kind of guilt you're feeling, these steps will help you use guilt in a way that serves you. Step one is to ask yourself, what two things do I value that are in conflict right now? Let's take a look at how we can apply this in the example I shared at the beginning of the podcast when I was trying to decide whether or not to exercise. I felt guilt because I valued two things. I valued exercising to keep my body healthy and I valued being present and available to my kids. While of course I could do both, I couldn't do both in the moment. Looking at this situation from the perspective of information, what two things I value, allows me to recognize that there isn't a clear right and wrong here. 
it can help me see that I'm not making a terrible choice by doing either one. It's simply a choice between two good things. Step two, ask yourself, do I want to change what I'm doing? Once we remove the drama of a good or bad choice, we can use the slowing down to really think about what we want to do. Just like in our stoplight analogy, when a car is driving along and there's a yellow light, the car slows down and it evaluates the situation to decide whether it should keep going or whether it should stop. Also like our analogy, the car values two things, getting to the place it wants to go and being safe. And those two things might have different outcomes depending on the situation. So if the light has been yellow for a long time, it may choose to stop. If the light just barely turned yellow, it may choose to keep going. And likewise, once we identify the two conflicting values and analyze the situation, we can decide what we want to do with the information that guilt is offering us. Sometimes we may decide, yeah, I want to keep going with what I'm doing. And other times we may decide we want to make a change. When I was standing at the door and my little daughter came running after me and saying, mom, don't go exercise. I thought about the two options of exercising or staying home. Once I realized that it wasn't a right or a wrong, it was just two goods. I thought about the situation. I knew we'd be having some great family time later in the day and my daughter would get lots of attention then. I also knew it would probably be harder to exercise later in the day. So I decided I was gonna go exercise then. Now, at another time in a similar scenario, I might've decided to stay. Maybe if my daughter was sick or she was having a hard time or maybe I'd been gone a lot that week or I knew I wouldn't have much time later, I might've decided I wanted to stay. Do you see how in this case, both options could be good? I'm simply choosing which to prioritize in the moment based on the situation. Let me give you a different example of a time when I used the information from guilt to change my behavior. One afternoon, I got my kids snacks and helped them with homework, and they all got busy playing. I came upstairs and got busy working on Christmas cards. From past experience, I know that I usually need to start dinner by 5 or 5.30 in order to get through cleanup and baths and dinner and bedtime routines and in order to get my kids to bed on time. As I was sitting there, I saw the clock passing 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock, 6.15. The kids were happy and I was getting a lot done. But I started feeling guilty because I knew I was also pushing back bedtime. I rationalized that the kids were being happy and that I was enjoying getting my Christmas cards addressed, so I kept working on my project. By the time I finally finished up, the kids were hangry and irritating each other. I pulled together a slapdash dinner and we rushed and we finally got the kids to bed late. After the kids got to bed, I reflected back on the evening. Guilt in this situation was letting me know I valued two things in the situation. First, time to get my cards done. And second, having a calm evening with the family and getting the kids to bed on time. Once I was able to identify what the two things were I valued that conflicted, I could easily identify this was not an example of right and wrong. It was just simply two conflicting priorities. As I compared them in my mind, I realized that next time I did want to change my behavior. I actually wanted to stop my project at five so I could honor getting my kids to bed on time and having a calm evening. I knew I could make time for the Christmas cards the next day, but it'd be much harder to compensate for the tired kids and rushed evening that we had. In this case, as I looked back, guilt alerted me that I did want to make a change for next time. It wasn't that I had done anything terribly wrong. Guilt just helped me notice the conflict in my own values, and I decided that next time I would make a change so that my values would be more fully aligned. 
guilt can actually be a gift of helping us change our path of action before we get any further. Regardless of whether we want to choose to keep going with our course of action or to change course, it's essential to do step three if we want to use guilt as a gift instead of a burden. Step three is owning your choice. What I mean by this is not allowing your brain to constantly wonder if you made the right choice or to question if you're a good mom or not based on your choice. If we apply this choice to the example of me on Saturday morning when my daughter's coming up and asking me to stay instead of exercise, we have to look at each choice and recognize that each choice has drawbacks and benefits. It's not like one choice is just drawbacks and the other is just benefits. But sometimes it's easy to forget this and focus only on the negative outcome of our choice. For example, if I choose to exercise, but while I'm exercising, I start thinking about my little daughter and the expression of disappointment on her face, I'm going to feel terrible and I'm going to feed my mom guilt. In this case, the drawback of my choice to exercise that morning was that my daughter was disappointed. The benefit was that I got to exercise. When we notice ourselves slipping back into guilt and feeling bad because of the negative outcome of our choice, we have to remind ourselves of the positive outcome of our choice as well. Owning my choice in this situation might look like deciding to go exercise and getting my own back. So each time the brain reminds me of my daughter's disappointment, I could think, thanks brain, but I've already made the decision. I know my daughter's disappointed in the short run and that's okay. I'm making sure I exercise so I can stay healthy and so I can be a really good mom to her. I'm gonna enjoy exercising. And when that guilt comes up again, I remind myself that I chose to exercise and that was important. Owning our choice means getting our own back and refusing to beat ourselves up for our decision. For some reason, the brain thinks it's helpful to feel guilty even after we've made the decision. It's almost like the brain thinks that by feeling guilty, I'm somehow preventing myself from doing something terrible. It's like the brain thinks if it keeps the guilt, it's I continue to acknowledge the other important priority in my life that I chose not to fulfill right now. It's like the brain thinks that by feeling guilty, I'll somehow be a better mom or a better person or I'll change in some way. But will I be a better mom if I continue to feed the guilt? Let's take a look and see if that's true. What is the impact of guilt on my life in this situation with the gym? If I'm feeling guilty at the gym, I'm probably not enjoying my exercise. I definitely won't feel as refreshed by it, and I might even only do part of my routine so that I can get back quicker. In other words, I'm not getting the full benefit of exercise that I had considered when I made the choice in the first place. I'm probably going to return home feeling a little bit frustrated and disappointed. Our feelings drive our actions, so when I feel disappointed and guilty, I often don't treat my kids or my family or even myself as well as I do when I operate from love and confidence. So is guilt really making me a better mom in this situation? Of course not. That's why once you make a decision, it's important to get your own back. Even if you decide you aren't happy with the choice that you made and you want to make a different choice next time, like my example with the Christmas cards, spinning in guilt is still not useful. Remember our definition of guilt? Guilt is simply information that lets us know we value two conflicting things. We can think about the situation simply as a trial. Hey, that didn't work out. That's good to know. Next time I'm going to try it another way. This kind of attitude is so much more productive in becoming the mom and wife and employee and person you want to be. So let's review the definition of guilt. Guilt is simply information that lets us know we value two conflicting things. 
The three steps of turning guilt into a gift are number one, ask yourself, what two things do I value that are in conflict right now? Number two, ask yourself, do I want to make a change in what I'm doing? If so, why? And number three, own your actions. So let's go to our expat exit strategy to help us know how to stop being weighed down by mom guilt. Take a minute and think about something you're feeling guilty about right now. Maybe it's getting Christmas cards out. Maybe it's making Christmas feel magical at your house. Maybe it's getting the perfect gift for somebody. Maybe you're feeling guilty that you really don't want to go to a certain event. Maybe you're feeling guilty about traveling or not traveling. Maybe you're feeling guilty about yelling at your kids or not making healthy dinners. Whatever it is, get out a piece of paper or use your phone to write down the item. Ask yourself, what two things do I value here that are conflicting? As you think about those two things, which one do you want to prioritize? Why? This why is important because you can refer back to it when the guilt comes up again. Finally, think through what will be disappointing about that decision. What will be rewarding about that decision? Anticipate experiencing the disappointing part of the decision and how you'll get your own back and remind yourself your why. As you go through your holiday season, I hope you'll feel more peace and less guilt this year. And if you'd like help working through mom guilt or any other issue, sign up for a free 30-minute mini coaching session. Now you might be thinking, I don't have time to do a mini coaching session during the holidays. But actually, managing your mind is one of the very best ways to save time. You'll find that when you clean out your brain and you think about things in a, from a fresh perspective, you're actually so much more productive and efficient, and you enjoy your life so much more. I'll talk to you next time. If you'd like help applying the tools you're learning on this podcast, sign up for a free private 30 minute mini coaching session on any topic you'd like help on. You can schedule it on my website, theexpatmom.com forward slash schedule. Also, if you like this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes to help other people find it. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.